just thinking about um, where we are in the Chavis Halvavis, and it's actually allowed us to become a party to an incredible part of his life, the, the Rabbeinu Bechai, the author of the Chavis Halvavis, where he gets us involved in his own internal dialogue. And it's a fascinating it's a fascinating experience to witness this discussion between the two parts of himself, prim- the two primary parts of himself, where the seichel, the wise, um, discriminating in terms of being able to, 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 to sniff out any kind of um, fantasy thinking, illusionary behavior, this, this powerful, powerful self called the intellect interacts with the other part of itself, which is the emotional, the experiential world. And the experiential world says, I'm ready to come on board. I also want to take part in Avodah Hashem. I'm here. And the Seichel looks at the intellect, looks at the experiential, the nefesh, and says, I'm not so sure. Are you ready for this? <coughs> and the nefesh says, I'm here. And the Seichel says, are you sure? Because if your internal structure, your emotional world, isn't fully anchored in something sustainable, something which is based on a process whereby you recognize the authenticity of your behavior, if it's based on some kind of emotional fling, so very soon it will dissipate into nothingness. So, so the nefesh reassures the seichel that he's done the work. And he's ready to come to the party. So the Seichel says, okay, well, I just want to put it to you that this isn't going to be a, a walk in the park. And this is going to be quite an arduous experience for you because the process of growth inevitably involves something that in the modern parlance we refer to as grit. The notion of self-mastery has to have as a component of reaching it something called grit. Grit means that it doesn't go well. And it's bitter. And I wake up in the morning and it's the last thing I want to do. If that, at that point in time, if a person retreats and says, okay, listen, then I'm not in for it. So then the level of self-mastery can never be reached. It's just a natural consequence of growth. Growth requires breaking through obstacles. That's what growth is all about. So the nefesh says to the, the seichel says to the nefesh, listen, there are going to be obstacles in your way. The nefesh replies and says, I am wide open. Tell me what it's about. The Seichel comes back and he says, listen, there's two primary challenges that you're going to be facing in this journey towards Avodah Hashem. The one is, the one is the whole, the whole nature of the power and uh, perhaps sometimes destructive power of sens- sensory stimulation. The sensory pleasures. The fact that You've learned, says the wise Seichel to the Nefesh, from your neighbor, the body, how to be stimulated and use your nerve endings to satiate your experience of life and not to strive to transcend it. And as a result, we're going to need to work through those, what we probably call today, those mildly addictive behaviors which keep you rooted in the darkness of pure physicality. And uh, the internal nefesh nods. 
and the Seichel continues and says, and there's another whole component, and that's your emotional world. Separate to your, to your base raw, perhaps, animalistic desires. There's a whole world of an emotional complexity that you've learned through your socialization. And I don't even I'm going too far <coughs> in saying this. Um, but I think what he means is as follows. In our socialization, in order to survive in a social context, we develop in the Lashon of, perhaps in the Lashon of the, of the Chavos Vavos, when we grow up, we develop what he calls bad midas. What we'll call a whole series of different coping mechanisms. A whole series of different strategies to survive <coughs> the social war ground, battleground that we, we encounter. So for example, you're on the playground as a young child and someone teases you. Now you have a choice. But it's a very tough choice. The choice is to be teased or to tease back. There may be a third option, but let's take those two options. So what happens when you get teased? Well, what happens is you get wounded because you get belittled, you get bullied, and you feel insignificant, and you feel shamed about who you are, whatever the teasing revolves around. And you internalize that wound, which then develops social patterns, which we would call bad medicine. For example, there's a bad medicine called atlas, which we would say laziness. But how did that happen? Well, what happened is you got teased as a small child, and as a result, you lost confidence to do. So what do you do? You steer away from active involvement in things. So we call it laziness, but really, where did you learn it from? You learned it from survival in the battleground of life. But could be another difference could come out. It wouldn't be maybe you respond and you tease back. So you say, I'm not going to be the bullied, I'm going to be the bully. And then what happens? So that's called gaiva. You start to want to control, rule over people, elevate yourself based on their appearing lackings and pronouncing those lackings to prop yourself up. So as a result of this, this difficult thing called childhood, adolescence, upbringing in a social certain circumstance, we in the course of that time accumulate multiple call them bad medis. And now, the Seichel turns to the Nefesh and says, you want to really come on board for true connection to the Boya for connection to a higher transcendent life, we've got to work through the stuff. All of the stuff. The crass, base, pure, animalistic pulls and drives, and the sophisticated social apparatus that you've developed to cope with the battleground of life. We've got to work through it. Says the Nefesh. Kosheli. Li parade. The Nefesh is honest. In an incredible show of honesty. 1,000 years ago, as relevant then as it today as it was then, the nephew says, listen, doesn't lie. So not a problem. The nephew is not some kind of flaming vulture that says, listen, whatever you tell me, I'm going to do. The nephew has internal intelligence and says, Koshele, Koshele, li me It's not going to be easy for me. Because I'm so used to it. I'm habituated. This is my life, dear Seichel, says the nephew. 
Please, speaking again, this is all happening inside the person. We have a resource which is immense and great. We have our seichel that we can confer, we can consult with. So the nefesh, recognizing the power of the inner self to drive understanding, wisdom and insight, turns to it and says, Teach me the way to, to be able to transcend, to let go of all the kind of mess that I am in a way that's sustainable, with ease. I'm a mess. Starting point, I am a mess. Everyone say after me, I am a mess. I thought you were going to say, you are a mess. I'm, <laughs> I'm ratified by that. So, we're all a mess. We're all a gigantic mess of a catastrophe. And how do I feel about that? I feel absolutely fine. Why? Because all that means is I'm human like everyone else in the room and like everyone else in the world. The point is not being a mess. That's, that, that's what we are. As, as, as the Chavis Vava says, he says, you're coming to me because you want to start working. Let me tell you what's going to have happened to you because you are a human being. And that's inevitable. Now you're going to start the work. So wrong. It's not perfected. It's a perfection waiting to happen. So she says, Nefesh, teach me, teach me, mighty Seichel. Tell me what I can do in order to make this advancement. I so seek spiritual enlightenment. I strive for connection. Oina Seichel, the Seichel answers and says, Hello, your dad. Do you not know? With ease, a understanding, rational person will be happy to be operated upon. And even though it may lead to a loss of a limb, when he's suffering from a disease, and there's a um, disease <coughs> that has a potential to spread through his body, and the only intervention requires amputating a limb, he's able to understand the difference between the pain of the operation and the joy of being saved from certain death. And he understands that both are tough, both are painful, both are evil, meaning having the operation or resisting it and having to deal with the consequences of not surviving. He stands to lose either one limb or his entire body. Seichel turns to the nefesh and says, speaking to you, it's pretty similar. If you think it's going to be easy in your eyes to separate from the way that you've been and the way that we've all been because if we look at ourselves from an external viewpoint and we recognize that there's so much 
of what we do, which falls so short of what we could be doing were we to be intimately and inextricably connected to our higher self. So that causes us to reflect and say, hmm, something's going to happen. So if you want to do that, think about the consequences of two different lives being lived. You can live a life where you stay static, imprisoned in your behavioral patterns, bound by the predictable script that you picked up during your early years, and see where they will take you. Where will they take you in terms of your relationships on every level? Dealing with people, <coughs> friends, siblings, spouses, children. Where will they take you? Because any block that you're going to have in your life is going to taint your capacity to connect to others. Where will it take you in terms of the infinite structure of your deepest part of your soul? If you just continue, if we just continue to go along with the flow and not intervene in the current that pulls us in life. Think about it. And when you think about it, and you start to actually think, oh gosh, <clears throat> I don't even want to perpetuate this. You know, very often, it's an amazing cycle that you see in families. And it can be quite tragic. Um, <coughs> ironically, children will generally visit the mistakes of their parents upon their own children. And it makes perfect sense from a structural perspective. A child grows up in a, in a home where, let's say, there's no physical attention. The child's not seen, not physically, not emotionally. He's just present somewhere in the background. The child gets married and has children of his own. Where will he learn to see his own child emotionally and physically? All he's doing is repeating the patterns of his own upbringing. So the definition of normality will come from his realm of experience. And if we draw on our experience as the defining point of normality, we'll remain frozen in a generational behavioral pattern which will trap us forever. But if we engage in the kind of internal dialogue that the Chavavaz <coughs> is presenting to us, all of a sudden, we remove the paradigm of maintenance of pre-existing mores, values, and behavioral patterns, and we say, listen, here I am, wide open. Let's see what we can do from here onwards. And I'm going to try to do stuff which in the long term is going to be phenomenal. And in the short term, it's going to be hell. In the long term, it's going to be phenomenal. In the short term, it's going to be hell. Which is better in the short term 
being phenomenal and in the long term being hell. Welcome to the world of teenagers. In the short term, and the short term can be very short, and hell can be very short in coming. How many people in their years, in the early years, some people into their middle years, will wake up the morning after a drinking binge, feeling completely fragile, dizzy, and nauseous, nauseous, and say, whoa, that was a miserable experience. I'm never going to do that again. And how many of them will, if not the same night, a couple of nights later, repeat that behavior? <laughs> One second. But the hell comes. So why would you do it? Well, because it's phenomenal right now. And the right now only has a few hour duration. So we have to re-enter into our more deeper sense of self and experience the continuum of life. Life is not abbreviated arbitrarily by emotional and experiential, experiential blindness. <coughs> it's something that I like to do. Let's simply put a full stop after this experience and not anticipate that anything will happen thereafter because right now in the moment that works the best for me. But after the delicious shawarma in the dodgy shawarma joint, stomach issues may occur. Yes, Shmeril, how can we answer your question? Um, <coughs> Um, what you were saying about how like the mistakes that parents make with their child, that child will make on their children, um, unless they do an internal dialogue. Yes. So does that mean that everything that we need to know about um, like dealing with other people and having like perfect relationships is already there? Like everything is already possible to intuit. So even let's say somebody that was raised on a deserted island through the conversation with themselves <coughs> through the internal dialogue, they can figure out how to deal with people perfectly. Beautiful point. Great point. Um, what 